Welcome to Songs of Praise from 3ABN Australia Radio. About what I gave up, but 
Nobody gave up for me It's not about my sacrifice But what it did on the tree It's not about my iniquities But that is perfect in me It's not about what I gave up But what it gave up for me So he now my friends to the words that I'm saying This world's not our home, can't you see it's now sinking But Jesus gave everything to set us free Now we're living for eternity It's not about what I gave up What he gave up for me It's not about my sacrifice But what he did on the tree It's not about my iniquities But that is perfect in me It's not about what I gave up But what he gave up for me He gave up his life for me It wasn't easy to set me free He gave up his life for me It wasn't easy, it wasn't easy to set me free Da-da-da, da-da-da, set me free Da-da-da, da-da-da, set me free
But I long to rise in the arms of faith And be closer drawn to Thee Draw me
This is Songs of Praise, brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio.
You're listening to Songs of Praise.
Well, I woke up this morning feeling fine. I woke up with heaven on my mind. I woke up with joy in my soul. Cause I knew my Lord had control. Well, I knew I was walking in the light. Cause I'd been on my knees in the night. And I prayed till the Lord gave a sign. And now I'm feeling mighty fine. I'm feeling mighty fine, yes, I'm feeling fine. I've got heaven, heaven on my heaven mind. Heaven on my mind. Don't you know? I want to go, I want to, yes, I want to go. Where the mountain is, there's a light that always shines, light that always shines deep inside of my heart and in the side of mine. I've got heaven. I've been talking with Jesus all the time. We're walking and talking as we climb. We're traveling a road to the sky. Where I know I'll live when I die. He's been telling me all about the land. And he tells me that everything is great. And he says that a home will be mine. And now I'm feeling mighty fine. I'm feeling mighty fine, yes, I'm feeling fine. I've got heaven on my mind. Don't you know I want to go, I want to, yes, I want to go. Where the milk and honey flow, there's a light that always shines, that always shines. Deep inside of my heart, in the side of my I've got heaven on my mind.
thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. Listening to 3ABN Australia Radio's Songs of Praise.
I sing because His grace is real to me. I sing because I know I'm not alone. I sing because someday I'm going home where I shall sing through all eternity. Where I shall sing through all eternity.
You've been listening to Songs of Praise, a production of 3ABN Australia Radio. Welcome to 3ABN Australia Radio's book reading program. The book Christ's Object Lessons, written by Ellen White, presents the parables of Jesus in a fresh light, showing their application to Christian living today. In this devotional classic, Ellen White explores the depths of the best-loved teachings of Jesus, offering a deeply spiritual understanding of the parables of Christ as they apply to our lives today. You'll enjoy the practical applications in a way that touches your heart. Listen now as Clive Nash reads. Continuing the chapter, Without a Wedding Garment. In heaven it is said by the ministering angels, The ministry which we have been commissioned to perform, we have done. We pressed back the army of evil angels. We sent brightness and light into the souls of men, quickening their memory of the love of God expressed in Jesus. We attracted their eyes to the cross of Christ. Their hearts were deeply moved by a sense of the sin that crucified the Son of God. They were convicted. They saw the steps to be taken in conversion. They felt the power of the gospel. Their hearts were made tender as they saw the sweetness of the love of God. They beheld the beauty of the character of Christ. But with the many, it was all in vain. They would not surrender their own habits and character. They would not put off the garments of earth in order to be clothed with the robe of heaven. Their hearts were given to covetousness. They loved the associations of the world more than they loved their God. Solemn will be the day of final decision. In prophetic vision, the Apostle John describes it, I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 and 12. Sad will be the retrospect in that day when men stand face to face with eternity. The whole life will present itself just as it has been. The world's pleasures, riches and honours will not then seem so important. Men will then see that the righteousness they despised is alone of value. They will see that they have fashioned their characters under the deceptive allurements of Satan. The garments they have chosen are the badge of their allegiance to the first great apostate. Then they will see the results of their choice. They will have a knowledge of what it means to transgress the commandments of God. There will be no future probation in which to prepare for eternity. It is in this life that we are to put on the robe of Christ's righteousness. This is our only opportunity to form characters for the home which Christ has made ready for those who obey his commandments. The days of our probation are fast closing. The end is near. To us the warning is given, Take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and the cares of this life, and so that day come upon you unawares. Luke chapter 21 verse 34. Beware, lest it find you unready. Take heed, lest you be found at the king's feast without a wedding garment. 
In such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. Those two passages are from Matthew 24, verse 44, and Revelation 16, verse 15. Talents. This chapter is based on Matthew chapter 25, verses 13 to 30. Christ on the Mount of Olives had spoken to his disciples of his second advent to the world. He had specified certain signs that were to show when his coming was near, and had bidden his disciples watch and be ready. Again he repeated the warning, Watch therefore, for ye know not the day or the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Then he showed what it means to watch for his coming. The time is to be spent not in idle waiting, but in diligent working. This lesson he taught in the parable of the talents. The kingdom of heaven, he said, is as a man travelling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. The man travelling into a far country represents Christ, who, when speaking the parable, was soon to depart from this earth to heaven. The bondservants, or slaves of the parable, represent the followers of Christ. We are not our own. We have been bought with a price, 1 Corinthians 6.20, not with corruptible things as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, 1 Peter 1, verses 18 and 19, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 15. All men have been bought with this infinite price by pouring the whole treasury of heaven into this world, by giving us in Christ all heaven, God has purchased the will, the affections, the mind, the soul of every human being. Whether believers or unbelievers, all men are the Lord's property. All are called to do service for Him, and for the manner in which they have met this claim, all will be required to render an account at the great judgment day. But the claims of God are not recognized by all. It is those who profess to have accepted Christ's service who in the parable are represented as his own servants. Christ's followers have been redeemed for service. Our Lord teaches that the true object of life is ministry. Christ himself was a worker, and to all his followers he gives the law of service, service to God and to their fellow men. Here, Christ has presented to the world a higher conception of life than they had ever known. By living to minister for others, man is brought into connection with Christ. The law of service becomes the connecting link which binds us to God and to our fellow men. To his servants, Christ commits his goods, something to be put to use for him. He gives to every man his work. Each has his place in the eternal plan of heaven. Each is to work in cooperation with Christ for the salvation of souls. Not more surely is the place prepared for us in the heavenly mansions than is the special place designated on earth where we are to work for God. Gifts of the Holy Spirit The talents that Christ entrusts to his church 
represents especially the gifts and blessings imparted by the Holy Spirit. To one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the selfsame Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 8 to 11. All men do not receive the same gifts, but to every servant of the Master some gift of the Spirit is promised. Before he left his disciples, Christ breathed on them and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. John 20, verse 22. Again he said, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. Luke 24, verse 29. But not until after the ascension was the gift received in its fullness. Not until through faith and prayer the disciples had surrendered themselves fully for his working was the outpouring of the Spirit received. Then, in a special sense, the goods of heaven were committed to the followers of Christ. When he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Ephesians 4, verses 8 and 7. Unto every one of us is given grace, according to the measure of the gift of Christ, the Spirit dividing to every man severally as he will. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 11. The gifts are already ours in Christ, but their actual possession depends upon our reception of the Spirit of God. The promise of the Spirit is not appreciated as it should be. Its fulfillment is not realized as it might be. It is the absence of the Spirit that makes the gospel ministry so powerless. Learning, talents, eloquence, every natural or required endowment may be possessed, but without the presence of the Spirit of God, no heart will be touched, no sinner be won to Christ. On the other hand, if they are connected with Christ, if the gifts of the Spirit are theirs, the poorest and most ignorant of his disciples will have a power that will tell upon hearts. God makes them the channel for the outworking of the highest influence in the universe. Other Talents The special gifts of the Spirit are not the only talents represented in the parable. It includes all gifts and endowments, whether original or acquired, natural or spiritual. All are to be employed in Christ's service. In becoming his disciples, we surrender ourselves to him with all that we are and have. These gifts he returns to us purified and ennobled, to be used for his glory in blessing our fellow men. To every man God has given according to his several ability. The talents are not apportioned capriciously. He who has ability to use five talents receives five. He who can improve but two receives two. He who can wisely use only one receives one. None need lament that they have not received larger gifts. For he who has a portion to every man is equally honoured by the improvement of each trust, whether it be great or small. The one to whom five talents have been committed is to render the improvement of five. He who has but one, the improvement of one. God expects returns according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not. 2 Corinthians 8, 
verse 12. In the parable, he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them five other talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. The talents, however few, are to be put to use. The question that most concerns us is not, how much have I received? But what am I doing with that which I have? The development of all our powers is the first duty we owe to God and to our fellow men. No one who is not growing daily in capability and usefulness is fulfilling the purpose of life. In making a profession of faith in Christ, we pledge ourselves to become all that it is possible for us to be as workers for the Master, and we should cultivate every faculty to the highest degree of perfection that we may do the greatest amount of good of which we are capable. The Lord has a great work to be done, and He will bequeath the most in the future life to those who do the most faithful, willing service in the present life. The Lord chooses His own agents, and each day under different circumstances He gives them a trial in His plan of operation. In each true-hearted endeavour to work out His plan, He chooses His agents not because they are perfect, but because, through a connection with Him, they may gain perfection. God will accept only those who are determined to aim high. He places every human agent under obligation to do His best. Moral perfection is required of all. Never should we lower the standard of righteousness in order to accommodate inherited or cultivated tendencies to wrongdoing. We need to understand that the imperfection of character is sin. All righteous attributes of character dwell in God as a perfect, harmonious whole, and everyone who receives Christ as a personal Saviour is privileged to possess these attributes. And those who would be workers together with God must strive for perfection of every organ of the body and quality of the mind. True education is the preparation of the physical, mental and moral powers for the performance of every duty. It is the training of body, mind and soul for divine service. This is the education that will endure unto eternal life. Of every Christian, the Lord requires growth in efficiency and capability in every line. Join us again next time as Clive Nash continues to read from the book Christ's Object Lessons, written by Ellen G. White. the short presentation on the history of the Reformation from lynchjourney.com. In 1572, here in Paris, an event took place that has been described in the book Great Controversy as blackest in the black catalogue of crimes. On the 24th of August, St. Bartholomew's massacre began. As the bells sounded at night, a slaughter began of the French Protestants who were in the city. There were more of them than usual because they had gathered for the wedding of one of their leaders. And in the night, 
They were dragged from their houses and murdered in cold blood. The slaughter continued here in the city of Paris for seven days. And then it spread abroad to other cities like Lyon and Rouen and Orleans. And some people estimate that up to 70,000 people were killed over the next weeks and months. Two days before St. Bartholomew's, the king's mother, Catherine, ordered the assassination of Admiral Gaspar de Coligny, a Huguenot leader. The assassination attempt failed, and they feared that the Huguenots would launch a counterattack. And so the second time round, they made sure and they killed the admiral in his bed. And then the killing spree started. The butchery continued for seven months across the whole of France. Many of those who were killed were great and honorable people in society, as commoners and nobility alike suffered the same fate. Two or three governors refused to obey the king's orders, and one of these, Paul Monmorin, wrote a letter that deserves to be repeated. Sire, I have received an order under your majesty's seal to put to death all the Protestants in my province. I have too much respect for your majesty not to believe the letter is a forgery, but if, which God forbid, the order should be genuine, I have too much respect for your majesty to obey it. When the news reached Rome, the response was jubilant and very undiplomatic. The joy amongst the clergy knew no bounds. The Cardinal of Lorraine rewarded the messenger with a thousand crowns. The Canon of St. Angelo thundered a joyous salute, and the bells on every steeple rang throughout the city. Gregory XIII, accompanied by cardinals and other ecclesiastical dignitaries, led a procession to the Church of St. Louis, where the Cardinal of Lorraine led a chant of A Te Deum. A medal was struck to commemorate the massacre, and in the Vatican today can be seen the three frescoes of Vasari, describing the attack on the Admiral, the King in Council plotting the massacre, and the massacre itself. St. Bartholomew's was one of those events that helped to create a shared identity between Lutherans, Calvin's Reformed Church, and the Anglicans. Catholicism was the other, and the violence directed towards Protestants created a shared sense of injustice and solidarity that spread through our international Protestantism. St. Bartholomew's remains one of the many stains on the Catholic Church when the tragic consequences of the union of church and state were seen in full effect. In the Bible, Jesus said that we should render to Caesar or the state that which is Caesar and to God that which is God's, meaning that church and state should remain separate. May we defend the freedoms of those we agree with and those we disagree with for freedom. Religious freedom is something that God wants for everyone.
To view more episodes in this series on the Reformation, go to lineagejourney.com.